would shit So say goodbye To everything you ever knew before And I'd understand if you went running out the door And I'll keep you safe And no harm will ever come to you, I swear And I'd kill if they even dare Your Highness. Ahoy, Boot. How are you this fine evening? I'm doing quite well. I went for a little bicycle ride this afternoon. You did. You got me some of this uh, wine that's made in Michigan. It's a cider type of wine. I drink it warm. And look at this cute little cup. It says her wineness on it. So while I was picking up your wine, and this is part of the explicit content warning. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, First of all, Her Highness will say naughty words. I get uh, a little fucking thing, crazy. Things that, that your kids should not hear. So We've warned you. Don't yeah, let your kids hear don't me. Don't do it. But while I was at the store, there were 30, at least 30, guys on Harleys. Yeah. All parked in the parking lot. Bean, I, was, yeah, bean, I was a little bean. intimidated pulling up on my little bike. Oh, oh there was this a is kid. about size? <laughs> there was a... No, about getting my ass kicked for no reason. I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. What about this child? So this kid, probably 12 years old, pulls up on, on his BMX bike, goes in, buys himself a candy bar, comes back out just as these guys are firing up their engines, and he rides out through the middle of them with his hand in the air and goes pointing forward with his arm. What? Like, like follow me. And they laughed their asses off. Dude, was like, how old it is this great. kid? I don't know, 12. Oh, Just a if kid. your kid is if he's wrangling up a Muskegon bicycle, but oh, not a bicycle, like yep. a Muskegon motorcycle club at the age of 12 and he's on his BMX, mm-hmm. your asses better be worried because he may or may not become a one percenter. Uh, that is not on us. All of the 99% of the other motorcycle gangs, I think, are amazing. But that is fantastic. We don't have insurance for that. Mm-mm. Shut this podcast off right now if you have a child in your car otherwise oh, oh, yeah he's gonna hear me fucking swear and, that's and just don't how listen it to is her. yeah that's that's our explicit content I'm morning. Repulsive, thank you vulgar welcome tasteless to <laughs> michigan murders and music where we discuss murders in our gorgeous state and top it off with a little homegrown music leaving, leaving you, you with a happy ending and on a good note a fucking great note yeah with michigan music bands and thank you for allowing us to seep into your ears. You guys really are the greatest. We have so many follows and likes and downloads. It's been so cool for yes. a hobby podcasters like us. We would like to keep our podcast commercial free and independent. So, so if you guys don't have to listen to another commercial. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh no, we're going to do one in here. It was a commercial for our friends. Yeah. It's going to be, a, that's different. We're not getting paid. So if you're feeling a little tipsy, check out our website. There's a, a place you can go and donate if you want to. Otherwise, we have merch. Just if you'd to, like, get drunk before you do it. And, and then go you to might our website. donate more. Yeah. Go to yeah. our website. There's there's merchandise. You we can, have merch. You can yeah. make things. You can make a pillow with our logo on it. There's hats for winter time, which is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You can do all of the things. This week we are featuring Fit the Bill. They're out of Port Huron. It's really good stuff. I Su- like it. Super punk rock and grunge. They also came through for me last minute because I was a slacker. 
didn't have a band ready. I have some feelers out for next week. Yeah, well, we didn't get it done. These guys, bam, on top of mm-hmm. it, got back to me. So thank you so bill. much. Fit the bill for that. Boot, throw up your hand. Where are uh, we going this afternoon? We are going all Michigan over the place. doesn't look like that. Yeah, it does. So, all... I have arthritis and oh, stuff, you know. Okay. That's... Your fingers looked kind of funny for a minute. That's you talking about that one? It smells funny too. So we're we're going all over Michigan and we're covering domestic violence cases because it's October. Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We are paying homage, respect to victims of yes. domestic violence. I don't think it's a thing that will ever stop. It's like sadly, it's like racism. It's just not gonna stop. But we can bring awareness to it. We can help people get out of it. We can do things to minimize situations like we're about to tell hopefully, you about. Hopefully. We'd like to hear from our friends real quick. Like, let's hear. They from have our a friends. new podcast out and we would like to support them. So if you're looking for a new podcast, check these guys out. Here they are. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike. And I'm Amy. And we are the Blood and Barrels Podcast. And we wanted to invite you to join us each week as we discuss true crime in different locations around the country. Every episode, we feature beer, wine, or spirits from the area where the crimes occurred. But beware, Mike has a potty mouth. So does Amy. Nah. (laughs) So check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can learn more about the show at bloodandbarrels.com. We will see you there. Thank you, Mike and Amy from Blood and Barrels. It's good stuff. Much love to you guys. Okay, Boot, now we can talk about Nicholas Johnson. Nicholas Dick. and Laura Johnson did everything they could do to help their son. Eventually, they could not take his abuse and disrespect any longer, which has got to be hard. It's your kid. I couldn't imagine. In March 2018, Nicholas Johnson... Parents submitted a request for a personal protection order against their son. Gary and I are concerned for our safety and other safety. I need him to stay away from us for a while, and he needs to seek mental health help, Laura wrote in the application. The request was made after two incidences in February of 2018. Laura claimed that Nicholas assaulted her and her husband, damaged property, and refused to leave their home. Ugh. According to court records, Nicholas was charged with domestic violence and malicious destruction of property. I can't imagine no. my kid doing this. No, I can't imagine that <laughs> environment. There's, oh, The parents claim that Nicholas assaulted them on multiple occasions. On one occasion, on February 21st, 2018, Nicholas was upset because his girlfriend broke up with him. And the poor little baby was pissed. So he went over to mom and dad's house and he actually pushed his mother backwards, injuring her head and causing bruising. Oh, that, that's that's nice. Because he's throwing a goddamn fit. Yeah, Because that's nice. his girlfriend probably realized he was psycho. Yeah. What a fucking fuck. Fuckery. He was told not to come back to our house at that point. He has previously pushed my husband, threatened us, Laura wrote in her application. So basically, she's just saying it all. Like, 
it's this is all what he's done. A week later, Nicholas allegedly crawled into the basement window and entered his parents' home. He then refused to leave and broke three windows with his fist, according to documents. Oh, oh my God. It, it's insane. It's insane. Laura also wrote in her application that Nicholas refused to seek treatment for mental illness and also refused offers for housing. Yeah. So now he's homeless at this point, she yeah. had said. And that's, again, as a parent, cannot be easy. Do? But you can't allow a kid to just fucking beat you up. You like, can't. that's not okay. And Laura says then, at this point, Gary and I are concerned for our safety and other safety. We're done with allowing him to keep destroying our house and our property. I, ugh. So hmm. some more stuff happened in between there. More similar kind of situations happening. We're going to skip a few years yeah. forward of which, you know, like I said, I'm sure we're hell for Laura and Gary. On February 9th, 2021, officers from Portage Police Safety went to the Johns' home on Romans Road. Gary had not reported for work in several days, like almost a week. So co-workers called the police and wanted them to do like a welfare check. The last time he was known to be alive was February 3rd, 2021, when he sent an email just after 5 p.m. When the officers went for the wellness check, they found freshly dug earth in the backyard and footprints leading to the dirt from the house. They broke into the home, finding blood spattered on the walls and ceiling, along with larger stains in the room carpet. This is something we have not come across in any of our cases yet. Mm. The scene also pointed to a missing couch. You know, I see missing couches sitting next to the road constantly. I don't think they're missing. I think people are just trying to get rid of them. We do see couches next to the road all the fucking time. <laughs> oh, we just saw one yesterday. I know, and chairs. Oh my recliners. god! People, there's they don't have the way to get rid of them, so they just right check them just, outside. Yep, that's Michigan. Investigators later found out that Laura's vehicle wasn't at the home, and the couple's cell phones were both missing. Data from the phone provider. Police went to Mallard Cove Apartments, found Laura's. SUV and spotted Nicholas watching them from behind the entrance. That little fucking creeper. Yeah. He knows they're going to find the car. Police say Nicholas went back into the building and the officers pursued him. They found him in the basement inside a storage unit with several items. Officers say Nicholas had his parents' driver's license, their credit cards, their prescription medications, and their cell phones. There was also a 9 millimeter handgun in the room. Mm. Try to explain that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. One of the phones had been broken in half, but the other, which officers had determined belonged to his mom, Laura, had been used for a number of internet searches from the day the Jenses went missing. Yeah, this is good. This kid's so smart. Yeah, his searches included how to transfer money from a trust. Like you're going to get the money anyways, dipshit. Yeah, what a dink. Also, you know those ring device cameras? Camera things. He looked up whether ring devices could record video after the base unit was removed. And 
how much prescription medications are worth on the black market. Oh, my God. Nicholas admitted he recently bought the 9 millimeter handgun. And coincidentally, uh-huh. a spent 9 millimeter casing was located in Gary's vehicle along with a large amount of blood. GPS data from Laura's vehicle showed it was driven several miles between the Johnson's home and the Gordonek State Game Oh, area, my Gord! Where the Johnson bodies were found. I didn't even know we had a state park called Gordonek there, guy. Well, why wouldn't we? Because, uh, oh, my Gord. Uh-huh. Autopsies of the Johnsons show they both died from wounds to the head with evidence pointing to the use of the 9mm handgun. Gary Johnson was shot once in the head. Lord Johnson. I actually read that it was at super close point. Oh, too. gross. Yeah. Oh. Laura Johnson was shot two times in her head and three times in her upper back and shoulder areas. It just makes me uncomfortable. It'd be, ugh. This is their fucking kid. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Nicholas is charged with murder in this case, and he remains behind bars as the legal proceedings continue. His hair looks like mine in the morning oh. all the time. He doesn't look mentally stable, but I bet... They find him mentally stable to stand well, trial. I, I hope, hope so. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, I mean, this was going needs on to go down hard for years. There was a lot more like little details to the story. I, I just didn't include. You guys can find it online. It's just sad. Okay, so that story was jacked up. That, that was really jacked up. To the next one. We're going to talk about Alex Messler from Buckley, Michigan. Angela Admassian called 911 for help one night, June of 2020. It would be her final assault. She told dispatcher her ex-boyfriend was brandishing a weapon and she was afraid. When the sheriff's deputies arrived, her boyfriend, Alex Messler, was seated on the front porch. Angela was found inside the home with fatal injuries. Police arrested Alex Messler at the scene. Angela sadly died after the assault. Oof. Alex Messler had been previously convicted of domestic violence and aggravated assault against this same victim, Angela. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Once again, someone who tried to get help and couldn't. He is also considered a habitual offender, as this was his fourth offense. Alex pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in the death of his ex-girlfriend. Alex Messler, 57, of Buckley, Michigan, accepted the plea deal on Friday, August 20, 2021, in a Wexford County Court. He was initially charged with first-degree murder. Sentencing has not been scheduled. Just like that. Yep. That just, quick just like of a that. story. Yeah. It, it sucks. You can't get away. That's the hardest part do? is when people try to get away from the situation. Oh, yeah. And then it, it just If you don't have a strong, strong system around you 24-7, they're going to get at you. Most people don't. You know, Mm-mm. you know. I think we've got good friends and stuff, but man, I, I don't know. It'd be hard. Yeah, yeah, it would. 
All right, we're going to move to Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, Michigan. A man accused of shooting another man in 2019 was sentenced to jail on a lesser charge. Alejandro Sandoval Luz, 24, pled guilty to one count of carrying a concealed weapon in Kalamazoo County Circuit Court. He was sentenced to nine months in jail on October 11th by Judge Pamela Lightvoit. Counts of assault with intent to do great bodily harm, less than murder, and felony firearms were dismissed as part of the plea deal with the Kalamazoo County Prosecutor's Office. I hate plea deals. I hate them. I, I do too. Sandoval Luz was arrested after allegedly intervening in a domestic dispute between his sister and the shooting victim on July 11th, 2019. The man was shot in the upper shoulder near the neck area. The sentencing guidelines for carrying a concealed weapon have a maximum of six months in jail. Defense attorney Scott Wagoner asked Sandoval Luz to be sentenced to probation only. Before sentencing Sandoval Luz to nine months, Leitvot said he had substantial and compelling reasons to exceed the guidelines. He was protecting his sister, for Christ's sakes. Sandoval Luz did not say anything during the sentence, and there were no victim impact statements. Sandoval Luz was released on bond while the case was delayed during the COVID-19 pandemic. We all remember that. It's still happening. Yes. He was taken into custody after the sentencing Monday. So basically, hmm. this brother stepped into a domestic violence situation to help his sister, hmm. shot the guy, and now he's being charged. That's the way it goes. You know, my, my stepbrother tried to intervene while a prostitute was being assaulted by a pimp, and he is the one that got arrested. What? Yeah, in Chicago. First yeah, it's, it's you don't a mess. mess with a pimp and a prostitute. You should just... No, mm. but it was a woman mm. in distress, you know, and we're from a relatively, you know, we don't, yeah. we don't witness that kind of stuff. We step in, typically. especially me. Yeah. Yeah, you've done that. A few times, mm. much to my regret. Mm. So there we go. That was just in 2019. It, uh, uh, COVID was a whole nother situation. It has brought the domestic violence numbers up oh, yeah. dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in, on the news it's quite often. just everywhere. It's everywhere. I was looking up cases, and, and they were all like new cases. I had to go back for a minute to get well, old cases. You know, that, this is what brings out the, the real people. Oh, we've seen a lot of that, Mm -hmm. sadly, in the past four to six years. This is the last person we're going to talk about. I don't know if this is actually domestic violence. Eh, It's domestic violence. Let's cover it. Sadeki Jabeth. October 7, 2021. A sexual assault occurred on the city's southeast side, as in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The assault happened around 6 a.m. in the morning. I know. That's pretty uh, an odd time. It's fucked know. up. It's earlier, really late. Not sure. On October 7th, in the 3900 block of Roland Avenue, southeast, 
A 25-year-old Grand Rapids woman said she was grabbed and sexually assaulted by a stranger. Officers' preliminarily investigation led to a suspect who lived in the area, and detectives followed up along with members of the department's forensic services unit. Grand Rapids police quickly arrested Sadeki Jabate, Jabeth, I can't say Yeah, right, I think it's Jabate. 25 years old. He faces charges of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, assault with intentions to commit sexual penetration, and lying to a police officer in a violent crimes investigation. Lying to a police officer. You know, isn't that the first thing everyone does? does It's like, no, no, officer, I didn't know I was going 90 and... I'll just, uh, it's That's fine. a crime. I Dude, wouldn't they can, do any. They sec- can charge you for that. If convicted. Isn't it called perjury? What? Oh, yeah, but only in court. Okay, what happens if if he's yeah. convicted? If convicted, Sadeki faces life in prison. Life, motherfucker. We're going to see Sergeant what happens. Sergeant Brendan Albert stated, these cases may not be the first ones. It is also our experience that victims of such trauma will, on occasion, delay in reporting these types of crimes. We understand how it can be extremely difficult to come forward. We are hoping that anyone who has knowledge about this offense or similar offenses will reach out to us. Thank it's, you, Sergeant Brendan Albert, for yeah. summing it up so nicely. So, it, it, that it, I don't understand how people can. Mostly. I don't either. It's sad. You guys, if you can support somebody by being there for them, do it. If Just whatever you can do. Anything. Know the signs. Just Learn listen, the signs. Help any way you can. Yes. That's enough abuse for me. Mm. Um, the parent one was really hard because as Oof. a parent, I can't fathom my children doing that to me they may want to but they're not going to because they know i'll whoop their asses first right but what a manipulative tool that they have they know that you love them unconditionally yeah i bet those parents went through a lot before they even Mm. started to document it with police and Mm -hmm. stuff Ugh, it's horrible we have a happy ending right god thank you and a good note yes we do I'm so ready for that. My wine is still steaming hot, and it's toasty warm. It's a little chilly outside, so that it warms the cockles of my cold. So our happy ending this evening is a band called Fit the Bill. Fit the Bill out of Port Huron. Eyes. And I found a needy 
thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchased our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.